This is Chapter 20 of Personal Recollections of Joan of Arc. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Personal Recollections of Joan of Arc by Mark Twain. Volume 1, Book 2, Chapter 20, Joan Makes Cowards Brave Victors. The next day Joan wanted to go against the enemy again, but it was the Feast of the Ascension, and the Holy Council of Bandit Generals were too pious to be willing to profane it with bloodshed, but privately they profaned it with plottings, a sort of industry just in their line. They decided to do the only thing proper to do now in the new circumstances of the case, feign an attack on the most important Bastille on the Orleans side, and then, if the English weakened the far more important fortresses on the other side of the river to come to its help, cross in force and capture those works. This would give them the bridge and free communication with the Sologne, which was French territory. They decided to keep this latter part of the program secret from Joan. Joan intruded and took them by surprise. She asked them what they were about and what they had resolved upon. They said they had resolved to attack the most important of the English Bastilles on the Orleans side next morning, and there the spokesman stopped. Joan said, "'Well, go on.' "'There is nothing more. That is all.' "'Am I to believe this?' That is to say, am I to believe that you have lost your wits? She turned to Dunois and said, Bastard, you have sense. Answer me this. If this attack is made and the Bastille taken, how much better off would we be than we are now? The bastard hesitated, and then began some rambling talk not quite germane to the question. Joan interrupted him and said, That will not do, good bastard. You have answered. Since the bastard is not able to mention any advantage to be gained by taking that Bastille and stopping there, it is not likely that any of you could better the matter. You waste much time here in inventing plans that lead to nothing, and making delays that are a damage. Are you concealing something from me? Bastard, this council has a general plan, I take it. Without going into details, what is it? It is the same it was in the beginning, seven months ago, to get provisions for a long siege, then sit down and tire the English out. In the name of God, as if seven months was not enough, you want to provide for a year of it. Now ye shall drop these pusillanimous dreams. The English shall go in three days. Several exclaimed, Ah, General, General, be prudent. Be prudent and starve. Do ye call that war? I tell you this if you do not already know it. The new circumstances have changed the face of matters. The true point of attack has shifted. It is on the other side of the river now. One must take the fortifications that command the bridge. The English know that if we are not fools and cowards we will try to do that. They are grateful for your piety in wasting this day. They will reinforce the bridge forts from this side tonight, knowing what ought to happen tomorrow. You have but lost a day and made our task harder for we will cross and take the bridge forts. Bastard, tell me the truth. Does not this council know that there is no other course for us than the one I am speaking of? Dunois conceded that the council did know it to be the most desirable, but considered it impracticable, and he excused the council as well as he could by saying that, inasmuch as nothing was really and rationally to be hoped for but a long continuance of the siege and wearying out of the English, they were naturally a little afraid of Joan's impetuous notions. He said, "'You see, we are sure that the waiting game is the best, whereas you would carry everything by storm.' "'That I would, and moreover that I will. 
you have my orders here and now we will move upon the forts of the south bank to-morrow at dawn and carry them by storm yes carry them by storm la hire came clanking in and heard the last remark and he cried out by my baton that is the music i love to hear yes that is the right time and the beautiful words my general we will carry them by storm he saluted in his large way and came up and shook joan by the hand some member of the council was heard to say it follows then that we must begin with the bastille st john and that will give the english time to joan turned and said give yourselves no uneasiness about the bastille st john the english will know enough to retire from it and fall back on the bridge bastilles when they see us coming she added with a touch of sarcasm even a war council would know enough to do that itself then she took her leave la hire made this general remark to the council she is a child and that is all ye seem to see keep to that superstition if you must but you perceive that this child understands this complex game of war as well as any of you and if you want my opinion without the trouble of asking for it here you have it without ruffles or embroidery by god i think she can teach the best of you how to play it joan had spoken truly the sagacious english saw that the policy of the french had undergone a revolution that the policy of paltering and dawdling was ended that in place of taking blows blows were ready to be struck now therefore they made ready for the new state of things by transferring heavy reinforcements to the bastilles of the south bank from those of the north the city learned the great news that once more in french history after all these humiliating years france was going to take the offensive that france so used to retreating was going to advance that france so long accustomed to skulking was going to face about and strike the joy of the people passed all bounds the city walls were black with them to see the army march out in the morning in that strange new position its front not its tail toward an english camp you shall imagine for yourselves what the excitement was like and how it expressed itself when joan rode out at the head of the host with her banner floating above her we crossed the river in strong force and a tedious long job it was for the boats were small and not numerous our landing on the island of saint aignan was not disputed we threw a bridge of a few boats across the narrow channel thence to the south shore and took up our march in good order and unmolested for although there was a fortress there st john the english vacated and destroyed it and fell back on the bridge forts below as soon as our first boats were seen to leave the orleans shore which was what joan had said would happen when she was disputing with the council we moved down the shore and joan planted her standard before the bastille of the augustines the first of the formidable works that protected the end of the bridge the trumpets sounded the assault and two charges followed in handsome style but we were too weak as yet for our main body was still lagging behind before we could gather for a third assault the garrison of saint prive were seen coming up to reinforce the big bastille they came on a run and the augustines sallied out and both forces came against us with a rush and sent our small army flying in a panic and followed us slashing and slaying and shouting jeers and insults at us joan was doing her best to rally the men but their wits were gone their hearts were dominated for the moment by the old-time dread of the english joan's temper flamed up and she halted and commanded the trumpets to sound the advance then she wheeled about and cried out if there is but a dozen of you that are not cowards it is enough follow me 
away she went and after her a few dozen who had heard her words and been inspired by them the pursuing force was astonished to see her sweeping down upon them with this handful of men and it was their turn now to experience a grisly fright surely this is a witch this is a child of satan that was their thought and without stopping to analyze the matter they turned and fled in a panic our flying squadrons heard the bugle and turned to look and when they saw the maid's banner speeding in the other direction and the enemy scrambling ahead of it in disorder their courage returned and they came scouring after us Lair heard it and hurried his force forward and caught up with us just as we were planting our banner again before the ramparts of the augustines we were strong enough now we had a long and tough piece of work before us but we carried it through before night joan keeping us hard at it and she and Lair saying we were able to take that big bastille and must the english fought like well they fought like the english when that is said there is no more to say we made assault after assault through the smoke and flame and the deafening cannon blasts and at last as the sun was sinking we carried the place with a rush and planted our standard on its walls the augustines was ours the tourelles must be ours too if we would free the bridge and raise the siege we had achieved one great undertaking joan was determined to accomplish the other we must lie on our arms where we were hold fast to what we had got and be ready for business in the morning so joan was not minded to let the men be demoralized by pillage and riot and carousings she had the augustines burned with all its stores in it excepting the artillery and ammunition everybody was tired out with this long day's hard work and of course this was the case with joan still she wanted to stay with the army before the tourelles to be ready for the assault in the morning the chiefs argued with her and at last persuaded her to go home and prepare for the great work by taking proper rest and also by having a leech look to a wound which she had received in her foot so we crossed with them and went home just as usual we found the town in a fury of joy all the bells clanging everybody shouting and several people drunk we never went out or came in without furnishing good and sufficient reasons for one of these pleasant tempests and so the tempest was always on hand there had been a blank absence of reasons for this sort of upheavals for the past seven months therefore the people took to the upheavals with all the more relish on that account end of chapter twenty